this is uh, this is going to be hard for me, folks. Um, when I heard this news, I've not slept. I've not slept right ever since I've I've heard this news, and it's really bothered me. Um, Dave was such a tremendous person. Um, I mean, way 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 further than a farmer. I mean, he was just he would have given you everything he had if you needed it, and. Um, it is going to be so hard to find anybody to take his place. Not that we ever can take his place, but um, this is going to be this is going to be hard. But we also have to remember, though, that Dave wants us to move forward and continue this regenerative journey and keep doing what he started 50 years ago. I mean, Dave didn't even know what regenerative meant when he started all this. But look at the amount of people's lives he's touched. Uh, everyone on this call tonight, Dave Brandt has touched in some way. So um, we're going to try something different tonight. Um, we do have some folks that are that are called panelists, and they can they can say and, and do what they wish. And the rest of the audience, please raise your hand. I think there's a button at the bottom that says raise hand. Rachel's monitoring the screens. And we will try to get to your comments the best we can. I, I'm a very easygoing person, but I do have a, ground, a couple of ground rules. Let's please keep, you know, keep the comments to a nice, tight, constrained, what you want to say about Dave so we can let the next person go. I don't know how many people are going to be on here tonight, but we want to try to give everyone their chance to, to say what they want to say. Now, that doesn't mean cut yourself short. I just mean say what you want to say and then hand it off to the next person. I greatly appreciate that. Um, the first person I want to go to, of course, I'm, I'm sitting next to my one of my best friends right here, Dan DeSutter, and we're going to go to Jay Brant first, and then we're going to come back to Dan, okay? So, Jay, uh, please kick us off and get us started, please. Certainly. Good evening, everybody. So glad to be able to share with you tonight. Again, it's uh, quite an honor uh, from my standpoint, uh, having lived with dad, you know, and being able to come home to the farm back in 2013 and really be around to provide that support, which what I was looking to do. I mean, you asked my wife and that's all I'd ever talked about when uh, I got out of college was going back to the farm. So it meant a lot to me to be here and uh, just to provide that support for them. So uh, that's, you know, the big thing for me, I was really extremely fortunate. Uh, both my parents, you know, were great educators and very caring people. Uh, and I appreciate, you know, the great uh, advantage that I had in that, to have the two loving parents and to have been able to work with my dad and my mom for such a long time. So that's, you know, and what he meant to me as an example uh, in how to carry yourself and present yourself. Uh, to be committed uh, in action and deed from that standpoint has really carried through in uh, propelling me in what success that I have had and my ability, you know, to manage in different situations from that. So that's the great thing that I see there uh, from that standpoint. Always been uh, very supportive of everything that I have done. Obviously, coming back to the farm allowed me to do a lot of different things here to explore that opportunity. And I'm so appreciative again of what he had built here that allowed us 
of that opportunity as well. You know, so I've always wanted to excel from that standpoint, just to uh, continue and pay forward, you know, the, all the things that he's done for myself and for my sister and my family. So that's the big thing there. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify for everybody that's here again, we intend to have a small visitation next Friday, the 2nd of June for the community in the area. Again, because he was so involved in everything here, we wanted to have a, a small celebration at uh, the funeral home next Friday, June the 2nd, uh, that will be from 11 to 1 p.m. We're going to have a private uh, family at burial afterwards. And then Saturday, June the 3rd, we're going to open up the farm for a celebration of life here uh, for people to remember and join each other in a celebration of what it meant uh, to have David here and uh, for all the encouragement that he provided for us. Yeah, well, that's awesome, Jay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Dan, I know how much Dave meant to you. Yeah, so I'm going to start off with the word hero. And that word, uh, it gets watered down, it gets abused. There's a lot of false heroes out there. But Dave Brandt was one of my heroes. And um, he exemplified hero in every way possible. I mean, a Marine, loved his country, family man. He's got great kids and grandkids and a legacy that he's leaving to them. And of course, the way we all know him, just through everything he's done to set an example that we can all try to be motivated by and to carry on in our own way to continue to move his dreams forward. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that go out and talk. And Dave certainly did his share of that. And he was a hell of a speaker because you knew he was speaking from his heart. But the most powerful thing for me in my soft journey is, as you all know, Dave had a field day every spring. And I went, I, I started going to that field day because of the speakers. But I quickly found out that the true value of that field day to me was motivation to see what happens when you follow the soil health principles 20, 30, 40 years, where that can lead. And, you know, when you're in the middle of the battle, sometimes it's hard to see progress. It's, it's easy to lose your way sometimes, but that was a centering point for me each year to make that journey to Dave's farm yeah. and just see the difference he had made to his soils through the years. And, you know, every, every life that I've touched, we've all, we've all been out and we've all tried to help others and, and touch people. Everybody I've touched, especially my kids that are back on the farm now, um, they, they, we all owe a debt to Dave. That's yeah. all I got to say. Yeah. For that. This is going to be hard folks. Um, Dave meant so much to so many people. Um, Blake, uh, go right ahead. You're, you're next to go on my screen. Well, thanks. Uh, good evening, everybody. So Blake Bentz from Ontario, Canada. Uh, had the distinct pleasure to know Dave for quite a few years. I think I first met David at a field day. Uh, ironically, I was there supporting a piece of tillage machinery that I owned at the time, a strip till machine. <laughs> And I shared this story on stage, so for the audience that hasn't heard it before, and for those that have, my apologies. 
So David was there in his in his uh, soil pulpit, as it were, uh, talking from the soil pit, and he was uh, pointing at me with uh, evangelical fervor, <laughs> telling me that he could do way more with roots than I could with that machine right there over my shoulder. And uh, from that moment forward. <laughs> David and I launched headfirst into a phenomenal friendship. Um, what I always appreciate about David is his uh, straight to the heart, no nonsense approach. Some might call it uh, no bullshit. And David was always a man of integrity, honesty, humble. You always knew where David stood. Uh, you didn't have to worry about him hiding behind a veil of false pretenses because he came right at he came right at it with everything uh with a, a total genuine uh manner and it's the guy and if if there was ever a person that I want to emulate in society it would be David Brandt and uh I call him the true gentleman uh a finer gentleman will be hard to find in David Brandt uh, you know, the things that I loved about David was just his heart felt laughter. They would just come from the bottom of that great big belly of his. And uh, we would laugh. He would call me up sometimes just out of the blue and you'd see his name come up on the call display. And, you know, sometimes the call would only be five minutes. Uh, sometimes it'd be longer. And the conversations would range from everything from, uh, poor marketing decisions to the type of vehicle I was driving or just something to pick holes at whatever it was that was just on the top of his mind. And and those are the things I'm going to miss, right? Um, you know, David, he was a counsel for so many of us when things weren't going right at home in our own uh, farming business per se, right? The status quo being challenged amongst people you work with or your neighbors and the thing I always took away from David on his field days, and, and Dan had already mentioned about being on field days, I, uh, I distinctly remember many, many field days going there and watching the neighbor out of spite pull the tillage tool out of the shed and go for a pass up and down the field just, just out of spite for nothing else when there's 350-plus people in the yard at David's talking yeah. about the virtues of soil health and no-till. And so when I would come home and I would see similar uh, things happen underneath my doorstep or underneath my nose here at home as people were making fun of my methodologies, um, I was just reminded that, you know, David's been at this a long time. And he would joke about uh, the coffee shop, right, and the bet at the coffee shop. And everybody was, there was a standing bet about when David Brandt was going to go broke. And Dave liked to stick his chest out and talk about that with great uh, – with great passion and laughter. And, and obviously he has uh, handed off his farm and created this legacy, like was already mentioned as well. And, and uh, just, I'm absolutely humbled to know David as a friend, uh, as a mentor, I will miss him sorely. Uh, this week, like was already mentioned by Rick, I've been in a brain fog, um, trying to just sort of get through the finishing touches of my planning season. So my heart goes out to the Brant family and uh, I'll definitely miss David. Yeah. Lauren? Yeah. Go ahead, Lauren. Uh, Dave came into our life, I think it was about 2013. 
And, uh, you know, we'd heard of him, read about him, seen pictures, videos, all that stuff. But the first day he stepped on our farm, it was family. And, uh, you know, that's probably the biggest thing I want Jay and Ann and Amy and all the boys and girls to know that uh, we will be there for you guys. We, we won't forget the way Dave treated us. We're there for you now. But, uh, you know, Dave came here that next year and uh, we did the first event, uh, what's become our field day. And it was pretty humbling uh, when you sat there and uh, they introduced Dave Brandt as the father of the Green. Here we are at the father of the Green Revolution introducing the father of the Brown Revolution. That's the caliber of man Dave Brandt was. And Blake said it the other day when we talked. You know, the people right now have to realize we are dealing with the Leopold of our generation. We are dealing with the Borlaug of our generation. That's what Dave Brandt was. He was a big man, but his personality was even bigger. And uh, I'll go back to, I think it was 2016 was the first time I was nominated for the No-Till Innovator. I lost to Dave Brandt. I don't think that's called losing. (laughs) <laughs> you know but uh the thing i got out of that whole deal was uh it's okay to be you you know because dave brant started telling me about the story of you know the bit of overhauls and that because everybody gives me a hard time about my shorts and that you know and then dave brant tells the story at uh the un conference when the little french gal mr dave here's your outfit <laughs> it's like oh, my good bibs on and everything i bought a new pair and uh it's all them little things you know over the years you know (laughs) this learning and you know i would say this past year then it took went to the next level and i i hope a lot of guys were listening to what dave was telling us you know i had the feeling that he was handing over the reins and that you didn't know what was coming you didn't know but you know he started referring to several of us as sons and stuff like that and you know the fun part for me is i got promoted to brother status even this spring and you know that that just it's hard when you start thinking about he's not going to be there to answer that phone call now you know ever since kendra's passing i've talked to him i would say at least every two weeks at minimum who am i going to call now you know and and that's something i would advise the people you know I, i called one of the guys one of my mentors the other day just I hadn't talked to him for a while, you know, I slipped up there. So, you know, we've got to keep looking out for these people. So thank you guys for putting this all together and Jay and Ann, we're thinking of you guys. Yeah. And, and Lauren, like you and Blake both said, when, when Dave, when Dave called you and you looked at your phone and your caller ID said, Dave Brandt, you, you don't let that, you stopped what you were doing and you took that phone call every single time and he'd introduce himself every time like he, yeah. you would have forgot who he was <laughs> yeah. it was awesome. like no dave we know yeah just just for fun i always like to say who's who am i speaking to yeah <laughs> hey who we're, we're, are you that are you that guy from iowa is that who yeah yeah um randall reader randall's joined us randall uh Tell us a little bit about your history and the connection that Dave had with the great state of Ohio. Just go into all that, if you would, please. Uh, 
Well, I'll, I'll try to keep this brief. Uh, no, no. I guess, let her rip, Randall. Yep. I guess I'm the, the so-called educator on this panel. I was with the Ohio State University as an extension agriculture engineer, started in 79 and retired in, in 2011. Uh, during most of my work there, I was involved with research on soil compaction and then different tillage systems. And uh, the tillage system research that I kind of inherited in Northwest Ohio uh, uh, included ridge till, but did not have no-till in it. Uh, ridge till, chisel plow, moldboard plow, uh, maybe one other one. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, it was about 1989 or 90 that one of the agronomy faculty said, hey, we need to get no-till included here. We were already doing our conservation tillage conference and we added uh, uh, a room for no-till. And of course that's expanded now. We've got uh, uh, eight or 900 people normally that attend that two-day conference at Ada, Ohio. Uh, a, couple, a couple of things. I'm just talking as a faculty member at Ohio State, retired. Uh, I had a master's degree. Of course, most faculty have a PhD. Uh, what degree did David Brandt have? He graduated from high school uh, and came back and immediately started farming when he got back from the Vietnam War. Um, I talked to Bill Haddad, who was with Chevron at that time. And Chevron uh, was a huge promoter of no-till. And, and, and listening to Bill Haddad describe this, uh, Jay will appreciate this too, that uh, Bill Haddad was really the one that got Dave started with no-till uh, in the early 70s and worked with him on, uh, on getting getting a no-till drill there the way, the way Bill told it, that uh, Dave had a field that I've got two fields I want you to try this out on, and he went into one of them. Now, this was Bill Haddad's description, that it was just full of saplings and uh, they said, we don't want to demonstrate a, a no-till drill here. So Dave uh, said, all right, here's another field. And, and it worked well in the other, the other field. Uh, remind me a little bit about Cyrus McCormick and the, the first uh, uh, wheat harvester that ended up in a, in a field of stones. And that didn't work very well until we finally got it into a good wheat field. So same thing. So anyway, Bill Haddad was a key part of that Chevron. And of course, I have to give credit, as all of you know, Ohio State University started no-till research at Worcester in 1920, 1920, 1962. So what was that 60 years ago now? So that that 10 year, 12 years of research value also helped, well, helped build Haddad and and also, obviously, Dave Brandt get off to a good start with no-till. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, uh, right now, I'd like to. Uh, Dave shared a post the other day. Uh, there's so many scammers out there, guys. Dave, uh, Jay, or Randall, please tell us what organizations are the ones that are are for David Brandt's memory here, please. Sure, and uh, so I posted mainly on the social media sites and we're trying to get our uh, Walnut Creek seeds and uh, the regengrain.com, the farm website set up. Primarily the donations will go 
to uh, the Soil Health Academy, to the Dave and Kendra Brandt uh, uh, Memorial Fund that's there, as well as through the uh, No-Till on the Plains, uh, the Dave and Brandt Legacy Award out there. So uh, there is contact information with both of those organizations uh, right now to collect any type of memorial uh, that you're interested there. So. Okay, great, great. We just we have to be so careful. There, there. Unfortunately, there are there are um, buzzards out there everywhere, and we have to be careful. So, um, please uh, please acknowledge what Jay is saying and only contribute to those organizations there. Um, and we haven't we haven't got it set up yet, but we're going to establish a Dave Brandt Scholarship Fund within the Ohio No-Till Council. So uh, that will be another opportunity. That's good. That's great. Um, Rachel, do we have anyone in the audience that would like to ask a question or make a comment right now? Mm, I don't think so, huh? Um, Hold on a second here. I've got three people that have um, raised hands. So I'm trying to figure out if I can see who did first. Um, okay. I believe Mike, uh, oh, oh, he rescinded it. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got, I've got to get to, um, I've got to get to Adam. Adam, you're so quiet. I forgot you were sitting there. Quiet. <laughs> Adam Daughtry, are you there? I am. I am. Can you hear I me? I apologize, Adam. Well, I get accused of being a lot of things, Mr. Rick, but being quiet usually is not one of them. <laughs> but uh, oh, uh, condolences to the family for all those attending throughout the nation that's mourning the loss of uh, somebody that's pretty special, somebody that's pretty special. Uh, my introduction to Dave Brandt, it, it goes it goes back for a pretty good ways now that I start, you know, once I heard the news, I started reliving the memories and re reliving kind of how, how it transpired. And uh, it all started back in 2012. And I'm, I'm from a little different standpoint. Uh, my relationship with Dave, uh, when it first started, I, I was not a farmer. I worked for NRCS and uh, had this vision of uh, seeing what he was doing, some of the other pioneers across the country. And uh, man, I didn't, I didn't have, uh, I, I just didn't have anybody really to turn to. I was, I was a bit, I was a little fish down here in a big ocean and I was looking to turn to people and uh, had a, he had a lot of videos out and this guy looked like he knew what he was talking about. So I found a phone number and called up and luckily he answered and that's where it started. Uh, that's where it started at. And it was just overwhelming. And I think it's it, it, it just proves that we have this community of folks here. And, and I think a lot of the reason why we are so accommodating, open, wanting to share information goes directly back to Mr. Dave being a mentor to all of us. I, th I think the way he, he was opened up and uh, just shared everything he could with us, I think, I think his legacy, whether or not we really realize it is not as much already, how he's shaped all of us into being a lot like, uh, a lot like uh, he, you know, he was, and I think, and I think that shows through, but it's Dave started out with me is he, he was just a confidant. Uh, I had to have somebody to ask and, and, and find out answers to, and he always would share. 
and then it just transposed that it went from that to where I, you know, I never felt like I was an aggravation to him, but man, I had to be because man, I wore him out and, and our phone talks were usually pretty long because I talked pretty slow and uh, he stayed, he stayed on the line with me and uh, he carried me through when we started this journey down here. And there's a lot of folks that, that really don't know how, how much he, he has influenced. And then that was awesome. And then before, before you knew it, it turned out that he was calling me and man, the first time the phone rings and it shows Dave Brandt, dude, I was a nervous wreck. I didn't even answer the first time. I was like, I, I'm, that may be the first person that's never answered the phone call. Cause I was like, uh Oh, what's, what's he want. So then I got the nerve up to call and, uh, and uh, told him, you know, called him back, and, and and I got so tickled with you for, and he said, "Well, this is Dave Brandt, you know, not not that I didn't know who you're from, and I also know you're from Carroll County, Ohio, you know." So I just I got to it, it never matter, just like Mr. Lawrence said, it never matter when he called, "Hey, Adam, this is Dave Brandt," and I thought, "I'll be darned, somebody ain't changed phones." So <laughs> I always got I always got tickled about that, but but then it turned into. Instead of just me calling with problems or things I wasn't sure about, then we started talking farming and uh, told him what I was doing down here, working with folks, how, what's he seen in this. And it just turned into this great relationship. And uh, man, I miss, gosh, I miss him already. Just man, I miss him. And uh, then, you know, I guess, you know, I've been doing this gig for a pretty good while and, uh, you know, started out speaking at these conferences and then I guess probably as great an honor as I've ever had and not to take any honors away from some of the other ones who's who have included me in this thing. But when I was asked to speak at Dave's field day and that just kind of hit me uh, that this old hillbilly from Tennessee government guy, man, this has been worth it for, for that man to to think that what he's seen down here in Coffee County, what what he's seen at these producers, that we could actually have something to add and help others. That's I guess that instilled a confidence, not only myself personally, but it really instilled a confidence in these systems. No matter where we're doing them, you know, you've always heard that you know this will work anywhere. But but for Mr. Dave to recognize the impact that that we can have in communities and and wanting me to share that story that hit me pretty hard you know and that was probably one of the greatest honors and honors like that really kind of keep you going you know we all get down and we all you know kind of get to beating our heads against this wall but you know i always reflect back to that that you know what you're doing matters and dave dave had a way of letting us know what we're doing matters no matter if we're in ohio iowa down here in Tennessee, it did not matter. He just he just made it feel important, and you know. So when they, and of course, you know that that happened to be the uh, year that the COVID started canceling yeah. stuff, and uh, never got to do that. Yeah, you know, so it's kind it's kind of like, whew, man, <laughs> I'm off the hook. But you know, it but it but still the the meaning that had, and then it went from that just to turning into buddies. You know, we, we got away from the serious stuff and we just we talked about life and talked about, you know, I'm raising kids and, you know, he's done raised kids. And, you know, so we, then we just talked about buddies. And then instead of focusing as much on 
Dave the farmer, Dave the mentor, Dave the godfather of soil health. Then I just started focusing on Dave's laugh and Dave being just the person he has. And I'm just going to finish this up. You know, there's been numerous field days, numerous times we sit around, ate dinner, numerous times we've talked. But, you know, one of my greatest memories of Dave Brandt has absolutely nothing to do with farming. And I, and I may get to laughing here now. I may get to crying. I don't know. But we was back in Iowa. I guess it was last summer. And uh, we was at Lauren Steinlogge's place. And uh, he was having a field day. And we, we had all crashed at the Steinlogge Inn. It's the nicest hotel in West Union, Iowa. So that's where we was all at. <laughs> and uh lance gunnerson happened to be there and if y'all know lance he's all the time coming out with a bunch of yarns but as educated as lance is he had never watched talladega nights the ballad of ricky bobby and he had never watched one of the greatest movies ever which uh still yet should be winning awards and that's national lampoon's christmas vacation <laughs> so lauren happened to have this big screen tv right there by the table we're all sitting at and i got to youtube and scenes from uh national lampoon's christmas vacation and mr dave we all know his laugh and it's infectious and it and it's but it was the best it was the loudest it was the deepest i mean it measured on the rick he got to laughing <laughs> at chevy chase Uncle Eddie, probably sitting there looking at, now I know some of Darty's genealogy. Now I know where he comes from, so it makes sense. But he got to laughing so hard that, you know, it took his breath away. And, and I don't mean to dwell back, but it was the first time that I really thought that I saw Dave be truly happy in a couple years. And, it you know, it made me happy, but it broke my heart at the same time. And I can still picture that and man that's just how you know that's what i've been focusing on the last couple of days is uh ricky bobby chevy chase and dave Brandt, and it was a great time and uh just remember you know just remember the memories guys and uh carry on the legacy gosh it meant so much to him he done it in such a humble way uh his humbleness is what is what's regenerated the earth and uh we need to we need to remember the way he done it because it'll carry on and it's just an honor to be here uh rick thanks for asking the brand yeah. family my condolences <laughs> i love you i miss him and uh let's carry on yeah hey adam, thank you adam hey randall hang on just a second adam there's there's always a few things in your life you'll never forget and that's going to be one right there that you will never forget yeah it's, it's great. Randall, what, what do you got? Ah, Adam mentioned that he got cheated out of getting to speak at one of our conferences. Uh, Adam, I'm going to make up for that. Uh, I've stated over the years, any conference I ever put on, I had Dave Brandt automatically invited, and he was speaking at almost all of them. Uh, if you're available August the 17th, you're going to be a speaker at a field day in Northwest Ohio. Uh, if you're not available that day we've got them in december and other times in march so uh, we'll we'll be in touch with you to verify that we got to get you up in ohio to speak yeah yeah you'll want adam 
All right, every, every we got. Do I have all the panelists covered here? Did anybody else come in that I was unaware of? Okay. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy's got his hand up. Yep. Here we go, Jimmy. You were Jimmy, free to speak. Jimmy Emons, how in the world are you? Good, my friend. Good, Good. my friends. Uh, so, what? Can you hear me? Oh yeah, we got you. Okay. Well, I wanted to. To say the first time I saw Dave Brandt was uh, at an NACD meeting, I believe it was in New Orleans in 2010, um, give a presentation and talk about what he was doing. And and I'll never forget when he came to the slide with this gigantic tillage reddish and uh, he, <laughs> he had a big old smile and and he was he was telling about that. Uh, I looked at my friends around the table. I said, I believe I can go home and try that in these cover crop. And, uh, and so I visited with Dave afterwards a little bit and, uh, he said, yeah, it'll work. Uh, just get with it and I'll help you anytime I can. And, uh, I came home and everybody was telling me, he said, you know, you, that's Ohio. And, uh, th there's so much more advanced and more water and all this kind of stuff that we all hear. And uh, what are you thinking? And I said, well, I don't have to grow a four-foot radish. If I can just grow a 10 or 12-inch radish, you know, it'd be a huge success. And and, uh, and in, 11, in, I think it was 2011, uh, right after we had our first uh, field day, and uh, I called Dave and I said, our data's starting to show that we've got more water re retention in the soil where we had cover crops than where we didn't. And I was so excited. And I'll never forget, Dave said, well, what the heck did you expect, a failure? Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I'll just always remember that. He said, you weren't planning to fail, were you? And I said, no, no, I just, I just, it was uh, quite a, quite a co phone conversation that we had. And, uh, you know, from them moments on, uh, well, we, we had several, but then, this last January at, at No-Till on the Plains, when uh, Ann and I had coordinated uh, to get everybody out to surprise Dave with the award. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, as I started to talk, and, uh, I, was, I couldn't hardly look out to the table because the first time I looked out there, it was like, you, you owe me because you've got me. And uh, then, of course, it got emotional uh from there uh but when he walked up he he said you you did surprise me and uh but but one of the things and, and we got videos of it but uh for his acceptance just to say you know all i done was plant a seed and uh y'all have carried it further than i ever thought uh i mean what a humble uh do, uh, you know, such a true hearted, uh, yeah. individual. And, uh, you know, people ask me, uh, well, when did you go to Dave's farm to, to learn all this? And I said, I didn't have to, uh, and they said, well, how do you know it, it, he's the real deal? And I said, cause I met him and yeah. I, I knew the first time I met him, how sincere he was and how he talked from the heart. And I did, you know, I wanted to go several times and I was supposed to went this year and, uh, we got into another fire 
um, thread around here and I, I just couldn't leave. Uh, but that's how good Dave was uh, that you knew how sincere he was and honest and very loving and very uh, kind to help anyone that wanted to be helped. And uh, uh, I miss him uh, tremendously. And uh, my heart uh, goes out to everyone, everyone that knew Dave, because I know we're all hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, I think it was, uh, I think Adam mentioned it earlier. They probably talked once every two weeks. That's about how often I was talking to Dave and I'm, I keep looking at my phone, see if I missed a call from him. It, this is going to be hard. This is going to be really hard to get, to get through and, uh, and move on. Um, Rachel, before we get to another person, I want to just uh, take care of a couple things in the chat. Claudia, who's on, she's a, she's a listener every week. I, I thank you. She sends out her love and her, her condolences and all the prayers to the family, Jay. So, uh, you know, basically Dave is a man who, uh, who changed the world and, um, and he's left his legacy. So Claudia, thank you for those kind words. Uh, also in the chat, folks, is the uh, organizations that uh, Lude Myla. Lude Myla is also on every week. I saw Deanna Lazinski. She's on every week. Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Um, Ohio No-Till. Uh, what is that? No-Till no org. No-Till Farmer will be the only platforms. Remember that, folks, the only platform. So uh, Lude Myla, thank you for sharing that. Uh, also, we've got uh, Cassie and Tom Robinson from Australia. Uh, send send their send their love. So, uh, Dave, your 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 presence is known around the world. So, thank you so much. Um, what else do we have here? Okay, I think um, yeah, Liz Liz Haney uh, said uh, that she cried the first time that Dave called her. Um, so um, I think Tyrell Owens is up next, uh, Rachel. So go go right ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, Tyrell. All right. Well, if you hear some background noise, I'm out in the landing paddock. So I apologize for that. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to act, act like I, I knew Dave that great. I, I had the privilege and honor of uh, getting to interact with him two times. And uh, one of those times was this past January down at Noto on the Plains. Uh, I, I knew it was something special to witness him get the uh, legacy award. And you could just tell the interaction that he had with, whether it be was Jimmy or um, Blake or Tom and Cassie, that he was just, he was as genuine as he got, as you could get. And uh, he, he just, he reminds, he's everybody's, what everybody would uh, idealize their grandpa to be. I mean, that, that, that's just, that's what comes to my mind. But uh, you talk about uh, being humble. I had the opportunity to sit on his last session he ever done at Notes on the Plains, sat in the front row, and he was talking about his, uh, his story, his journey of 40 years of no-till. And I'm going to try and tell it just the way he told it, that he had, him and his wife had just been married, and they were had started farming, and they were uh, raising uh, dairy cows. They were milking dairy cows, but he had just turned 18, and he got his notice that he needed to go register for the draft. So he went to town and uh, he'd milk the cows in the morning, had to go to town to get registered. And he got registered. And again, I'm using the words that he used. 
And uh, he said the biggest uh, black boy he had ever seen uh, stopped him, said, well, where are you going, son? Well, I got to go home, milk the cows. The hell you are. Threw him on the bus. Twelve hours, six hours later, called his wife. Where the hell you at? I'm in California. Go get the cows milked, milk them in the morning and take them to town. So he, 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 so he, his plans of life got put on hold. He ended up being a Marine in Vietnam. Uh, so I, I think that explains some of his easygoing nature and, you know, just the humbleness because you might have plans, but uh, life has a strange way of altering those plans. Yeah. Well, Terrell, thank you so much. It, um, um, he meant a lot to a lot of people, and that was a that was an awesome story. I didn't know that story. He never told me that one. So thank you, thank you for sharing that. Okay, he came home with three purple hearts. Also, two. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah, two purple hearts. Holy cow! And. Uh, Sometimes when we have a bad day, we think the world's all collapsing around us. I, I think we can, uh, we need to rechange our our lens that we look at life a little bit. So, okay, Rachel, you got somebody else? Yes, uh, here's Simeon. Oh, hi, Simeon. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, Simeon, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I just wanted to say that, yeah, we met Dave. He came out to our farm in New York. Um, must have been it was during COVID 2021, I guess. And ever since then, anytime you had a question, you could call him. I don't know how he took all the calls, but you could talk with him through the whole journey through no-till. And yeah, I just won't ever forget the way that he has mentored us through that. And that's what I think his legacy is that he was just willing to talk to anyone share anything he had figured out or found that worked, just pass it on to the next person. And I think that's what I want to take forward also, that we, we're there for other people and we help each other out when, when we need help um, keep the movement going. Yeah. Also really think of the family. Um, it won't be easy, but for sure, we'll, we'll stand together. That's yeah. what I got to say. All right, Simon. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. So, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to sort of build on that uh, that Vietnam story that I heard for the first time, and it was a few years ago. It was actually in the January 2014. And David and I both got asked to speak at the same conference in Quebec. And it was the first time in my life where I ever had the upper hand on Mr. David Brandt. And the reason I had the upper hand was Every Canadian citizen has to learn French from a very young age where Mr. Brandt can't speak a lick of French. And so we're in the province of Quebec speaking French and David doesn't have a hope in hell of uh, carrying a conversation. It was the only time he was really quiet. Anyways, we, we, uh, we get there in a nice storm and uh, the, con the convener or the coordinator of the conference was none other than Odette Menard, the earthworm, the earthworm guru. And so Odette being the consummate hostess, she decides to put David and I, uh, instead of allowing us to take our return flights home on via rail back from Montreal to Toronto. So David and I in the morning, we got up knowing we had to leave rather early and 
we get on the train and we had a little, um, few little chocolates that were sort of courtesy gift. So very poor breakfast, not much at the hotel. We get on this train thinking, oh yeah, there's going to be a food car. At least there's no food car. David's a big man. We haven't had much breakfast. All I have is a few little chocolates in my bag. And uh, I said, okay, what are we going to do here? So now this time, David and I are looking at uh, out the window and there's lots of time in between to talk about everything and anything underneath the sun. And uh, that's when David shared that Vietnam story with me. But uh, before we left Montreal, he sees outside frozen to the, frozen to the signpost, this bicycle. <laughs> and he said, I think I'm just going to take that bicycle and uh, ride my ass, <laughs> ride my ass home to Ohio. And ever since then, <laughs> him and I laughed about whenever we'd see a bicycle, we'd talk about that, that ice storm. Yeah. So we get all the way back to Toronto and we, uh, a friend of ours picked us up halfway back almost to, to uh, Toronto. And uh, we end up getting to the airport. And the reason I wanted to pick us up and get us off the train early was so that we could a, have a visit, but also catch a bite to eat prior <laughs> to having to get to Toronto. So we get to Toronto and we grab a bite to eat again in Toronto. We try to find Dave a flight home to Columbus. No such luck because everything's still ice jammed. And so I said, well, David, I said, it looks like you're coming home with me. And he looked at me in disbelief. And so we go down the highway and we keep talking all the way. We'd been talking all day long. And, and um, I brought him home to my house and upstairs he went, climbed up the stairs and hopped into my son's single bed, being a big man that David was. And I'm thinking, how's this going to go through the evening? And the next morning we get up and, and um, I drive David to Detroit to get a rental car. And uh, so David says, oh, there's no sense me flying to Columbus. I'll just get a car and I'll drive my ass home. <laughs> and David Brandt's words. And from that moment forward, just extending the, the, the hand of fellowship. And that cemented our relationship forever uh, going forward. But the stars were aligned, folks. And why I say that is because... Um, David was able to talk and I was able to talk and I had this captive agent, you know, captive prisoner there for over eight hours just to talk about everything and anything. And he shared with me that story about Vietnam that I've never really repeated um, and how that all played out that day many, many years ago. And, and, um, and it, it's, uh, it's just part of his fabric. It's about who he is, you know, giving back to the community, giving back to the world, giving back to uh, um those people around him that he loved and cared for. And that was everybody. So I, uh, I, I just wanted to share that story about David and, and, uh, and verify that it is indeed true. And I heard it from him himself too. So. Well, thank you. Thank you, Blake. Um, Tim read sincere condolences to the Brant family. We had the great pleasure of hosting Dave at a County field day in central Michigan and everyone who was there was hanging on every word he preached and he was in no hurry to leave at the end of the event. That's, that's David Brandt. He's gonna take every question and he's gonna do the best he can to answer every question that's there. So, um, what do we got? Yeah, Vinayak Shedekar. Yeah, what's that, Randall? I think your question is going to come from or comment from Vinayak Shedekar, new faculty yeah, member at Ohio State. Yes, Thanks. go right ahead. Thanks, Randall and Rick. Uh, yes, yeah, this is Vinayak uh, Shedekar. I'm a faculty at Ohio State. 
which happened just this January. Before that, I was just a little kid running around in this uh, whole community of uh, soil health giants. Uh, I, I have been an academic, academic person all my life. Uh, so my connection with Dave has been kind of unique. And um, I don't know how, how long I can continue to talk about this um, without being <clears throat> um, um, speechless. But uh, the first time I, I can't even remember when I met Dave, uh, to be honest, because uh, it's almost like, uh, you know, when you're a kid growing up <laughs> kind of a situation. I came from India in 2007 uh, and my new uh, uh, growth started uh, as, a, as a learner here in the US. Uh, so uh, Dave was probably, Dave Randall, these guys were probably my uh, first uh, mentors on the farming side of things. Um, I have come a long way. Uh, I work hand in hand with the brand family. Uh, we conduct on-farm research with them uh, now, uh, but there was a huge, huge learning curve. Uh, my first memory of actually being on Dave's farm was not on Dave's farm. He was we went to meet with him with Rafiq Islam and um, he was at the local high school planting um, corn in, uh, uh, in um, a green cover crop. So that's where I first met Dave and Kendra that I re remember clearly. I also remember them showing me the temperature differences in their soils. Um, so that those are some of the memories I have. Um, many of you are uh, are used to seeing Dave uh, with a shovel in his hand, uh, taking you to the back of his shop or somewhere out in the field in his buggy, taking a shovel full of soil out and being really proud of his soil, being really happy about it. I'm one of the few people who have seen uh, Dave being sad looking at his soil. Uh, I work on ag uh, tile drainage, agricultural drainage, and the time when he had to put uh, new tile drainage in, that was the time when I could, I, I actually captured a moment uh, in a photo when uh, he wasn't happy looking at his soil because of the, the ripping that happened when they installed drainage, but it had to be done uh, is what his expression said. Uh, um, the, the other thing I can probably proudly say that he, um, he has allowed many people to take soil samples from uh, his farm. I might have been the first guy to take a water sample from his farm. So we, we had some unique connections. Um, I think I don't remember who said it, but initially it's learning, it's business, it's uh, um, soil health and all those conversations. Uh, eventually it becomes a, a friendship uh, you get on personal levels and I consider the brand family, my family away from home. I'm 8,000 miles away from my mom, dad. I grew up having no grandpa. <laughs> uh, didn't see any uh, either side of my um, grandfathers. The only person I saw was grandma. So I, I kind of saw my grandpa in Dave, uh, to be honest. And it kind of realization came along when uh, I broke the news that we had a little daughter. Um, uh, the brand family graciously... Uh, offered some gifts like the instant I shared we have a little girl uh, there was a pouring of gifts that came to us uh, from the family so really appreciative of that fact and uh, that's the family connection I uh, it's been a tough week because it almost feels like um, um, uh, losing a family member and it 
doesn't feel like it actually is losing a family member. Uh, what what I'm really uh, hopeful is uh, I can't I when I'm speaking with others about Dave I I'm still using the present tense. I can't use the past tense and I will never use that yeah. because Dave lives. He lives in our memories. He lives um, uh, in what he has ingrained in us. And a few things that I wanted to just talk about was what he has ingrained in me is um, someone brought it up. I think Rick was the one that uh, we, being human beings, tend to uh, be uh, magnets for negativity. And Dave was a negativity cleanser, I would say. I never saw a negative thing coming out of his mouth. He's always a really, really positive person. He would spin that any situation into a positive spin. And uh, of course, he had a lot of frustration he had a lot of uh, anger about how things should be done. But when it comes to uh, doing something, it's always something constructive, positive. And um, you get a, you can't find a farmer this dedicated towards educating your fellow um, farmers or anyone who comes to you. And just quickly, I guess, last 10 days before Dave's accident happened, I had a visitor from India, one person. This was the peak time for planting season. Called called Dave on his phone. I'm like, hey, there is this Indian guy. He would probably benefit from visiting your farm. Farm, and he he's like, well, come over. <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen because I know that you know how busy you guys get during planting season. But Dave spent one and a half hour with us and with that person. Um, the, his name is uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Raju, and he actually sent me a long message. Uh, uh, Jay, wanted, I wanted you to know um, he has sent his condolences. Imagine someone coming all the way from 8,000 miles, talk, meeting with Dave for 30 to 50 minutes and having a lifelong impression uh, when they go back. So he... Um, he called me on my uh, on my phone. He talked to me for half an hour about Dave <laughs> uh, right after he heard this news. So that's the impression Dave has. That's the connection he is able to make. I really hope each one of you becomes a Dave. Uh, there will be only one Dave um, uh, that, that we know. But I really hope that you take these off. What Dave's passion was with you and move this forward. I'm 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 gonna do that for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That was that was great. Thank you. Rachel, do we have anybody else with their hand up? Mitchell. Mitchell, there's hey Mitchell. How you doing? How's it going, guys? Mitchell, yes. How, how's hey, it going? This, is, this has been really great and um really awesome to just hear all these stories and and uh being able to share here this evening on a on a heck of a guy and and the godfather for uh for all of this that we got going on so um not a whole lot from my side i've i've had the privilege of knowing dave um but but we were really just i feel just getting our our relationship really rocking and rolling um condolences to to the family um jay and ann and and um uh got some things to uh to talk on after and um i'll share some of that here now but um i first met dave uh i'll never forget because it was the week of my wedding 
And uh, one of my customers here in Washington County, um, Iowa, was hosting a Soil Health Academy. And uh, so we had uh, Dave and Gabe and Ray. This would have been five years ago, um, February 2018. And they they were coming in and I was helping to kind of coordinate some things. So I think it was the night before the event started, went and met with with Dave and Gabe and some of the guys for dinner at, uh, at the hotel and restaurant and stuff that they were staying at and got to be able to hang out and meet those guys. And I honestly don't even remember the conversation at this point. I'm pretty sure I was so starstruck. I just sat and listened and uh, just soaked it in from, you know, being able to sit there and have dinner with these guys. I'm shoot. I was, 22 at the time you know i'm fresh out of school and uh here it is these guys that i get to go and and have dinner with as i'm just getting my stuff really up and going after the uh academy we didn't really you know there wasn't anything uh there for a while until last uh last spring we were working on um some of the fieldwork podcast stuff and i was like well as we were planning out the season like, well, we haven't had Dave Brant on and uh, we coordinated with Dave to get him on the podcast and uh, we, we lined it up so that we could go and do some videos and do some recording at the field day. And that's where we're able to sit down and, and get some amazing content and footage with Dave. And then um, we had a three hour podcast episode with, you know, yourself, Rick and Lauren and Ray and. Russell got in there and, and our Canadian buddy, Mr. Mr. Blake Vince got in there and it was great to be able to get, I think just trying to document as much of this stuff as we can. And obviously as pointed out here, this legacy continues to really live on. Um, but just really honored to be able to help to try to get as much of that as we can out there and, and play a small role in, in sharing that message. Um, was really looking forward to, to having Dave come out uh, to our event here in a couple of weeks. Um, Dave's been registered for a long time. I know he's got a big, had a big week planned. Lauren had him, <laughs> Lauren had him busy, I think, and a bunch of different stuff, but it was just so honored to have him, uh, you know, looking at coming out here and, and um, yeah, there's some logistics that we got to get sorted out um, with, uh, with some things. So um Jay, I'll, I'll hit you up, but, um, Dave was registered and, and we haven't announced this or told it to anyone yet. And I didn't know I was going to do it tonight, but, but we're going to carry on the Dave Brandt scholarship for our field day going forward and, uh, and figure out a plan on how we can continue to honor that legacy in just a, a small way. Um, wish we could do more. Um, but we want to continue to carry that on, um, for years to come that Dave paid he's registered to come to this deal unbeknownst to me um, until I saw it come through. And um, we're going to pass that on to make sure that, that a uh, young producer or a student um, or somebody that's new to regenerative ag, make sure that they've got the access to come uh, for years to come in the future. Um, but uh, yeah, again, just, yeah, it was interesting, you know, so great to be able to, to uh, continue to build a conversation with Dave. He has been calling me here recently. And, and like you guys, every time I'm like, holy crap, Dave is calling. Like, we got to stop whatever else we're doing. This is amazing. The last conversation I had with Dave 
was uh, when there was the dust storms going on in Illinois here a couple weeks ago. And he called. It was it was a brief call. And he says, Mitchell, I got some guys that are uh, sending me some articles. I'll pass along to you. There's a dust storm going on over in Illinois, and six people died in traffic um, accidents there in Illinois because of the dust and the tillage. We've got to do something. And uh, that's going to that's gonna drive me pretty hard. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, I think, I think that message and all those um, those moments with Dave that are going to drive all of us for the rest of our our farming careers and our and our careers in ag and uh, I know that one's gonna gonna stick with me. That um, you know, for that to happen in Illinois, and then of course the unfortunate events happening to Dave also kind of in that neck of the woods that uh, we've got to continue to fix this and um, cannot continue to let things like this happen so that's my story thanks mitchell that was all that was great thank you thanks guys great to uh thanks for doing this too rick and rachel yeah you're welcome i'm glad you could join us tonight thank you uh terrell had a comment there uh star truck starstruck is the word not many people uh not many people get to actually meet their heroes and then have them exceed all expectations. So that's that's exactly right. Godfather of soil health, very, very good. Um, Rachel, is there anybody else with their hand up? Uh, no one else has raised their hand. Mitchell was the last one. Okay, I'm gonna call on a couple people if they're still on. Deanne, are you, are you still on? Deanna Lazinski? You have to unmute, mute, unmute Deanna so I can hear you. Somebody else. No, oh, Deanna, maybe he's not here anymore. Uh, Liz, are you there? Hmm. Somebody wants to play uh, ball. We might have Bo Clausen. Would you like to speak? Yeah. De Deanna is on, Rick. Is she? Yeah, she just chirped that she is on. Deanna, could would you say uh, would you say a few words, please? And Liz is on too. Uh, Deanna, if you wouldn't mind raising your hand for me, then you'll go to the top of my list. There we go. There you are. Thank you. I don't mean to put you on the spot, Deanna, but I saw you. You're a, an avid listener. Every week we do this, and. Um, I know you got to meet the great Dave Brandt at his field day and you presented there. So uh, uh, please give us some words if you would, please. Um, can you hear me okay? Yes, can't hear you, yes. Okay, good. Um, thanks um, Thanks uh, for doing this. And um, I just wanna say to Jay and the rest of his family um, that we're all thinking about you and um, um, he had a very big, um, huge influence on shaping the way we are farming, um, and living, right? Um, and, <clears throat> sorry, it's, uh, I, I apologize, Deanna. I shouldn't have put you on the spot here. I'm sorry. No, no. It, I, I will just say that 
we had the honor of being on his farm um, uh, last month and he gave Kelly and I a quilt um, that his wife and um, had made and it was really special to be able to be there. Um, and when Kelly and I got asked to be, to present at that field day, we knew it was a once in a lifetime chance to do that. And when you get that kind of call, you, you pick up the phone, right? Um, and we are gonna continue here in North Dakota to plant the seed um, just the way that he's shown us to do it. Um, so, you know, I'm sending all the love and prayers to all of you um, that he impacted and we will always keep what he's done in the forefront of what we are trying to do here. So thank you for that. Yeah, Deanna, thanks. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. I, this is hard for everybody. So thank, thanks for those words. I appreciate it. Liz, well, Liz. I'm really glad that she sounded as blubbery as I've been the whole time. Yeah. Well, Liz, would you, um, you, uh, you absolutely adored Dave. I know you did. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit, please, about uh, about what he's meant to you? I just can't believe, like, that he, I mean, I've known him forever, and he started out being friends with, you know, Rick and Gabe and, and Ray, and then started out together, and then he started calling me, and I, I can't believe how special that makes me feel like he he was so funny and we had such a special funny relationship and could laugh together and and joke around but he he gave me a list of things that he wanted me to do over the past year or two and I will make that happen. That's good. That's, all I know. that's, that's good. Well, thank, thank you, Liz. I know this is hard. Thank you. Um, Mitchell's got uh, Mitchell's got another story for us. Then I want to move after Mitchell. I want to go through the the panelists real quick, and I'd like for each of you to think about a story that really moved you. Okay, so be thinking about that because you're coming up next after Mitchell. I've got a funny story here and um, we haven't acknowledged here very much tonight that Dave is way more famous of a farmer than any of us will likely ever be combined. And uh, with the meme and it's hilarious to see my local news and stuff uh, are yeah, out of Cedar Rapids. Uh, their article this week was about, you know, that the um, country is, is mourning the loss of, the meme farmer Dave Brandt and stuff. And a lot of people knew him as that and uh, knew him from the meme. And a funny story there. When we were at Dave's field day last year, we, uh, I don't know what it was, the night before or something, uh, had dinner at the brewery. And we're hanging out at the brewery. And um, I go up to the bar to grab another drink. And there's this guy that's about my age. 
he and his girlfriend were there and uh this guy saw that i came from dave's table and he goes hey that guy over there is that the guy from the meme like the <laughs> farmer from the meme i go well yeah but like that's the reason that all these people are here that's local farmer that's that's dave brand he's the godfather of soil health like we're hosting that we got this field day or whatever tomorrow like he's the real deal and he's like oh my god like i had no and this was a local guy and he had no idea who dave brant was or that dave was local <laughs> except for that he knew him from the meme and this yeah. local kid and his girlfriend and uh we're packing up to leave and uh after the evening and i go to this guy he was still there or maybe maybe he was leaving i think it was he was leaving we were still sitting there and dave is sitting you know, in the captain's chair at the end of the table. And I give the dude crap. I'm like, dude, are you going to get a picture with the, the Godfather of Soul Health the guy from the meme or what? And uh, Dave just got a kick out of that. We had to get Dave up and he took a picture of uh, with this dude and his girlfriend. They just thought it was hilarious that here's the guy that's from the meme and all of us were there. Uh, but anyway, that uh, the starstruck message is what uh, reminded me of that story and uh, that he not only had us in awe of him being the godfather, but just so many people even beyond the message that, that resonated with us. So just hilarious that, uh, you know, that stories like that happen and oh, yeah. I'm sure happened way more than just the one that occurred with me. Oh yeah. Well, that's great. Thanks, Mitchell. I know I know Jimmy's got another story, but I want to call on one one other person here. Let, let's do Jimmy first, and I want to call on one other person that I know is in the crowd. Go ahead, Jimmy. Well, I was just thinking. I uh, I know several of you know Darren Williams from Kansas, and he talked called me, and we talked uh, quite quite lengthy the other night uh, while I was driving in from a meeting, and he told me the story about the first time that that he drove to. Uh, Dave's field day, and, and if you know how far it is from Darren's house to, to Carroll, Ohio, you know that that was quite a track to drive by yourself. And uh, as he was pulling in, he saw the caravan uh, of Dave and Ray and, and several others uh, going going to eat. And so he just kind of followed them and and uh, uh, just wanted to say hi. And he walked in, everybody was sitting at a table time. He got parked and, and when he walked up, uh, Ray recognized Darren and said, aren't you Darren from Kansas? And, uh, Darren said, yeah. And, uh, he said, Dave said, you drove all the way from Kansas to come to my field day. And he said, yeah. And he said, I didn't intend to interrupt. I just wanted to say hi. And I was going to try to grab a bite to eat. And, and uh, there was no more, chairs at the table uh but dave said well sit down over here with me and dave sat down with darren and they visited at a table so dave got up and left everybody to to mentor darren there and uh that's the reason darren is where he's at today and uh, they developed a special relationship from that moment forward. And that's that's just another perfect example of all the kids that that Dave has touched and helped uh, with just a small kindness uh, of I'm willing to help you if you want to be helped and, and look at 
look at that legacy. I just wanted to share that. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Appreciate that. Uh, uh, I believe it's Josh in the audience is saying I was finally cool in my 15 year old stepson's eyes when I told him I got to meet the farmer from the famous meme at Lawrence Field Day. So uh, that meme uh, has got a lot of traction there. It's, it seems to be the seems to be one of the underlying things. Um, before we get um, we get going here, um, I want to ask. Uh, Lude Myla, are you are you there? You Lude Myla's on every week, and she listens also. It's amazing. Lude Myla, do you have any personal experiences with with uh, Mr. Brandt? You might have to raise your hand so Rachel can find you. That is, if you want to if you want to talk, she may not want to talk. It's okay. That's all right. Um, Rachel, you have uh, you have somebody else? Yes, I've got Tom Robinson here. Okay, Tom. Th thanks for joining us, Tom. Yeah, how you going, guys? I'll um, try to turn my camera on there, Rachel. You're on. You're on, Tom. Go right ahead. Yeah, and you can see me as well, can you? No, I, 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 well, I cannot see you, but that's okay. Yeah, sorry, Tom. There's no way for us to get you a video here in this no, webinar that's setting. All. Okay. I, um, well, I've got a set of David Brandt overalls on. Um, when I first met uh, David, we were going through a real dry patch here in Australia, and we were trying to grow cover crops, and, you know, we were getting six to seven, eight inches of rain a year and trying to do some covers and things like that, and, and um, Dave and I spoke about him and, and pushed me to, you know, keep trying and keep trying. And and I thought, well, uh, just before I hop back on the plane, I thought I'm going to get myself a pair of uh, Dave Brand overalls. So I uh, <laughs> got myself a pair of Dave Brand overalls and went home. And, and you wouldn't believe it, the next four or five years, we grew some absolutely terrific uh, cover crops and, and made some <laughs> big inroads in soil health. So, so I, uh, I put our cover crop, uh, journey down to, uh, you know, the, the bib and brace overalls that uh, that Dave was uh, so famous for. So um, the uh, the other story. Oh, what, brand tell, uh, what brand? What's that story? Uh, I, I think that these are just Carhartts that I picked up on the way out of the airport. It was just as uh, I thought I just needed a pair of overalls to be able to grow cover crops. Um, <laughs> so, um if I can tell it without crying, um, Dave Brandt told us a story about Kendra and um, after she passed about how he had to learn to use the washing machine. And we were bawling our eyes out and laughing at the same time in the hallway of the notes on the planes. But, um, yeah, he missed... <clears throat> He is Kendra so much. So thank you very much. Thank, Tom, hey, Tom, thank you. It's, uh, that, that, that means a lot. I mean, um, Australia uh, calling in, it's just, that's awesome. Thank, thank you, Tom. That's just awesome. Um, I want to go with the panelists here and, and please anyone out there that's on, 
uh, please raise your hand. We'll, we'll, we'll go as long as you want to go. If people need to leave, that's fine. We understand. We have our lives to live. We get it. Uh, I want to start, Randall, you happen to be on the screen right now. Well, I want to start with you. Randall, give us that one story that uh, exemplified Dave Brandt in your life. Well, well it's hard to, hard to tell one story. I knew there was more than one, but yeah. Try. Well, let me, let me tell it this way. that uh, Number one, uh, of course, I was organizing conferences as part of my job at Ohio State. And ever since then, I'm in charge of the Conservation Tillage Conference and uh, No-Till Council in Ohio. So I'm still organizing conferences and inviting speakers. And the point is that just every conference I had, Dave Brandt was on the program, flat out period. And uh, if he was available, in other words, he was always there. Uh, I need to mention uh, Mitch Hora. Well, <laughs> two or three, sorry, Rick, but uh, all the pictures that you've seen scrolling across that Rachel put together, I've been fortunate, to, and most of you know me, know that I often have a Nikon camera around my neck with me, and I take a lot of photos, so yeah. I've been fortunate to get a lot of photos of Dave, so if any of you want uh, any of those, like the one with the sunflower uh, or anything else, just, uh, just email me, and I can email you the high-quality, high-res photo of that. Uh, Mitch Hora mentioned the Interstate 55 dust storm, May 1st in Illinois, yeah. and kind of alluded to Dave's involvement in an article. Uh, Don Rakowski is the main author of that, soil scientist with ARS in Minnesota. Uh, he got Dave involved. I was helping with that because Don wanted to make sure that there was a farmer view. And Dave emphasized, and this is really important, all of you have been saying this, he was an educator. He emphasized the education and he insisted in that example of the dust storm that we're not going to cast blame on the farmer or farmers who are farming the way they've been doing it for 50 years or more, uh, even though we have the education to do it better. So that article to bring you up to date on it, it will likely be on Farm Journal's Ag Web uh, morning email in the next day or two. Uh, and uh, Dave is one of four authors of that. Another version is going to be uh, even more scientific and it will be uh, given to science, the, the elite journal, Science. And because Rattan Lau is one of the authors, uh, it will almost likely definitely get in there. And the ultimate goal of that is the hope that we can change the farm bill. Uh, Bill Richards, Jim Mosley, other prominent uh, people that you would recognize the names of are uh, involved in that. And they, Bill Richards and Jim Mosley, for example, when they were with USDA under the first president, George Bush, in the early 1990s, tried to get, to put it bluntly, more money for people who were doing conservation agriculture, no-till and cover crops, doing it right. Uh, get them more money than what the commodity payments and, uh, cro and crop insurance was going. Uh, they failed just because the vast majority of farmers uh, controlled the associations, the corn growers, the soybean growers, Ohio, the uh, National Farm Bureau Farm, and uh, Farm Bureau Federation. So they were just outnumbered politically. And there may be an opportunity with this, you hate to think of it this way, but a tragedy in Illinois that killed seven people uh, 
that, that might get attention and cause some change in the farm bill. So I'm going to stop. I see Ray Archuleta on that. He's got to have something to say. Ray? Ray, are you able to join us here? Um, Ray, I think... It's off mute. I don't know what's up, Ray. Are you, got, you got it there, Ray? Right. I know Ray's teaching. So I think in Nebraska somewhere, I think his signal's probably really weak. Got on mute. It's the quietest I've ever seen Ray. This is like uh, this is like a replay from Adam. I, I've never seen Adam so quiet. I've never seen Ray so quiet. <laughs> I'll tell you what. While, while Ray's working on the technical difficulties, I'm going to go to my good friend Dan. Dan, what's that? Um, what's that one, Dave Brandt? Well, before I go to that. Uh, Tom, Tom's call from Australia reminded me the first year that, that uh, we tried to mimic Dave and grow, a, uh, uh, I think it was a 13 way multi-species cover crop after wheat. And for whatever reason, I decided to do this on a field that's right on the major highway. And all summer long, this stuff just took off and grew. We had good rain and, and it, everybody's like, what in the hell are you <laughs> so the whole community is watching and and this stuff was i don't know how many tons were there but i have one of my favorite pictures of my of my youngest son standing in this and the, the sunflowers are blooming around and it's like two feet over his head and so tremendously successful but that winter i was doing a fellowship and i spent a lot of time traveling around australia and new zealand of course when I'm on the road, I don't sleep as well. And most nights, the number one thing I would wake up worrying about was how in the world am I going to plant through that stuff? Mm. And everybody's watching. I can't screw this up because, you know, we, we want to have a good experience, a, a, you know, a teach a teachable yeah. moment. We yeah. don't want to screw this up. So finally, I, I, I had a day when I, I just called Dave up and I said, Dave, um, how's this going to work? I mean, there is so much stuff out there. Am I, how am I going to do it? And he laughed that Dave Brandt laugh. And he said, well, not going to be a problem. You're going to be fine. Just get some tie straps and tie down all your hydraulic lines and all your electrical stuff. Cause it's going to try and rip it off the planter. But as long as you get everything tied down good, it's going to be fine. <laughs> and of course he was right. And that corn that following year had an unmistakable that healthy dark green hue to it that that uh, we all strive to attain and and it turned out to be perfect but that never would have happened had it not been for dave's mentorship and the trips to dave's farm to see it and you know the thing i would like to ask is how many of you know a farmer who through his life's work and the way he managed his farm and opened it to the public caused the government to come in and reclassify his soils. Okay. I don't know how, I don't know of an honor greater when it comes to the soil health side of this. And we've all talked about Dave's attributes as a man. And of course, those far supersede anything he did in soil health. He was, he was one of the best people I ever met, but in terms of his 
soil health resume, his gift, his uh, what he's going to pass on is find anybody farm in any other way that can say that. And I want to meet that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very well said. Thank you, Dan. It's, uh, this has just been great. Lauren, uh, or let's well, hang on, Lauren. Is Ray, Ray, are you functioning here? Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm sorry Ray. I'm late. Ray, there. how are you? Good. I was just uh, Dave's legacy. We were teaching 30 producers here in Nebraska, in Springview, Nebraska, right next to the South Dakota border. And and um, some of the people knew Dave up here. He's he's kind of well known everywhere. So uh, I'm so glad I was able to show up. And uh, thanks for your patience, guys. I yeah, it's kind of the last minute, but I uh, I wanted to hear the rest of you speak about Dave. And so it was wonderful to hear all the the information about Dave. And it was so many good memories. He's such an amazing person. Well, give us give us your Dave Brandt story, Ray. <laughs> you know the one that stuck out the most for me? I remember when he first built that that shop. Remember that, Jay? He was so proud. That shop building, when he made that first shop, oh my goodness. I, that building was, he was so proud of that shop. It was like, and it was packed. I'll never forget. And he was out there and he was holding his bibs and he was just Man, you could tell he was in, he was like the Wizard of Oz out there. And I am the great wizard. And he's in front of his element because he loved teaching. He loved people. And his and his wife, Kendra, she said, Ray, get him off the stage now. And she's moving like this up and down. And she's giving me the thing like, get him off the stage. And I was laughing because he didn't want to get off the stage. And Kendra was like, get him off the stage now. Because <laughs> he kept going on and on. He was just, he was in such his element. I, I, I could just, and I got to share one more that I just really stuck in my mind. It was the first time Gay Brown got to meet uh, uh, David. I'll never, ever forget this. I think it will always be embedded in one of my fondest memories of, Gabe, you know, he's the father of multi-species. I mean, Gabe was one of the key uh, to not just do one or two species. I'll never forget when Dave was so proud to have Gabe at his ranch. He was at the farm. He was so tickled. Now, keep in mind, David's been using two species for how long, Jay? I don't know how many years, way before anybody was thinking of cover crops. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, Randall, years, you guys probably. would know. 10 or 15. 10 or 15 years before Jay Gabe was even talking about multi-species. He was doing it two species. And I remember there was a field that looked like a salad bowl. And it was like 20-some acres. And he was, I mean, you could see those two big boys right there in the middle of the field. And they were kind of strutting like two big roosters. <laughs> and all of a sudden, David says to Gabe, look at my two species mix, man. And I could see it coming. I start to back off slowly, slowly because I saw it coming. And I started having this grin and Gabe couldn't help himself. I was like, David, how come you only planted two? How come there's not six, 10 or 11 or 12 in the mix? And David was like so deflated. Now think about it here. He's meeting the Gabe Brown and somebody like popped his balloon and poof. 
and you could see that those bibs just shrunk about two or three levels smaller. And I started to laugh because David was like, look at my mix. I got two in the mix. And I'm going to tell you about something about David. Not only did he take the two mix, but he got Rafiq Islam because Rafiq was not into diversity. I'm telling you, I remember Rafiq just would roll his head, but it was David Brandt and the Brandt family that went out there and did multi-species mixes and it changed that Ohio professor. When he saw the results of those five, 10, 12 way mixes completely changed Rafiq, changed Ohio State. And it was David that was willing to investigate. He was a farmer scientist, I think more than people realize. So I, I really have so many fond memories of David and how he propelled diversity and covers to the whole group. So uh, I don't even know. I, I think all of us could be talking for hours about how much he's impacted all of us, you know? Right. Well, Ray, thanks. I know you you got a busy schedule. Thanks for joining us. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome stories. I'm going to move to Lauren now. Uh, Lauren, what um, what's the Dave Brand? I know you got several. Um, I'll, I'll try to tie it together, tie a few of the other stories together with my story, because I can almost back up every story you've heard tonight with what we, you know, every one of them. And I'll go back to 2014 and tie it in with the bed that Blake talked about. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we had him at Borlaug Farm and they thought they had to impress Dave Brandt. So they put him up in the presidential suite at the Hotel Winnesheek. And Dave come the next day and he's like, they didn't even have a decent breakfast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so as our events started evolving, that's why we've always focused on having all the speakers and that as a guest at our place. You know, the hotel Steinlog as Adam referred to. And, and, you know, for the listeners, that's when you really get to see the stories behind the story. You know, Dave Brandt sitting there with Ricky Bobby and that. It's, it's all there. I mean, I forgot all that until Adam brought it up the other day. But uh, go back to last year's event, Dave knew some of the hassle we were having. And he calls the one day and he's like, hey, can I come to your event? Dave, you can do whatever you want. And uh, a couple of days later, he calls and he's like, hey, can I stay a few extra days? And we're like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? We've got all the bedrooms let out and all that. And the camper's full and all that already. And uh, my wife, Brenda's like, let's just go buy a bed and put it out in the porch. It's like, oh, my God, how's this going to work? And uh, Dave came, ended up staying almost a week. And then again, this winter, he was here, stayed almost a week. And, uh, you know, our grandkids and all that got to knowing him. And that last night he was here, I knew he had to leave the next day very early. And uh, it was so unlike him not to be up early in the morning. I mean, not Lauren early, but Dave early. And uh, he come, you know, it's like, this, this is unusual. And Dave, you know, about an hour later than normal, he comes stumbling out of the porch there and he's like stretching. And he's like, you know, that's the best night's sleep I've had since Kendra passed. I'm just like on that cheap bed. I'm like, you know, but, you know, and, and I, I guess the thing I want to leave everybody with is, you know, the biggest thing we've realized over our career is no regrets 
And I, I would say, you know, a lot, me and my wife run to travel a lot. A lot of that is credit to what, you know, Dave Brandt, seeing him and Kendra pulling here. And uh, we made the conscious decision a couple of years ago, you know, when we knew Kendra was sick back then, it's like, this ain't going to last forever. We're going to be to every event we can catch as much of Dave and Kendra as we could. And that'd be my parting gift to everybody. You know, if you think about doing something, go do it. And uh, we owe that to Dave. So um, thank you to everybody that's been on here tonight. This has been, I think I've laughed, cried more than I did at no till conference the other day, other year there, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> We're human. Thank, thank you, Lauren. Hey, uh, hey Rick, can I interrupt? Just a yeah. bit. I just, I just contacted uh, Don Rakoski and Rachel. He's trying to raise his hand, but he said it's not being recognized. Don would be great to have some comments here because he's that lead author on the I-55 uh, article. Can, Rachel, can you figure that out? Yeah, Don, can you try and re-raise your hand again? There it is. Okay, there you go, Don. Okay, uh, is it possible to share my uh, screen? I do no, not believe so. Um, I don't think in this webinar setting the attendees are able to do video or screen their or share their screen. I'm sorry. Okay. I have five slides and I'll I'll talk from them five slides. First of all, uh, condolences to the family. Uh, we lost a a true hero and a true pioneer. The first picture I have is Dave standing in the doorway with that king size radish and. Off to the side of that, radish is uh, cover crops can reduce erosion, provide nutrients, and save you money. He's the first one that ever said anybody could save money with cover crops. My second picture shows the same radish crop, but four radish roots that are about six inches apart. All of them are about two inches in diameter, and they're, they're down maybe 10 inches deep into the soil. Uh, so he was a radish man. The third picture is a picture of Dave holding that uh, radish in the doorway again. And so I gave him the name Radish King. Well, in Minnesota, we have uh, Jim Wolf and his son that raised a, uh, a tillage radish that was about three times the one that uh, Dave was holding in the window and the doorway. And it was my opportunity to needle Dave that uh, Yes, he can start to grow radishes, but he's got to come to Minnesota to learn, learn how to do it and finish it. And uh, he got a, a chuckle out of that. The, um, the uh, uh, next picture that I have is him standing in that uh, tall cover crop with uh, the highest branches about two feet above his head. So he's outstanding in the field and I don't know whether he's hiding from his wife or just, just standing there to show how tall the crop is. The next one is a picture of him out in the field, uh, standing out in front of the, the blue tractor. And I don't know the date of that picture, but um, it's to me, it's, it, it's an indication that he is already planting green before some of you guys started to think about doing it. That was and, 2008. Uh, 2008, okay. Anyway, uh, Dave was, it was a true pioneer. He's standing, outstanding in the field. So um, I think that Dave's legacy has been established. 
His legacy will last for a long time, and we wish him Godspeed. And then with that, I'll end. Hey, Don, Don, thank you so much for that. There's so many, so many stories we don't know. We, you know, we don't, all of us don't, aren't aware of everything Dave did. So thank, thank you so much. Yeah. And Rachel can put that photo back up <laughs> because we've already showed it. <laughs> yeah. Dennis Rears next. Okay. Yeah. Dennis, are you there? Uh, Dennis, I gave you permission to talk, but you might need to unmute yourself. We can, we can come back to, uh, we can come back to Dennis. Wow. There he Dennis? is. Dennis, you there? Yeah. Am I there? Hey, yep. Dennis. How are you? Come, go ahead. Hey. Uh, out here standing in a field, <laughs> uh, northern, well, that'd be north central Ohio. Met Dave, I don't know, three, three, four years ago, and uh, been down to the farm a couple times, and just good memories. Uh, been good support. Uh, I was thinking of him. I'm out here in a new field, and uh, it's a mess. He told me to leave the cereal rye grow, and and I have, and. Uh, it's thin stand and a lot of weeds, but we planted it and we're uh, trying to roller crimp and just listening to all all the good stories about David is it's just been touching, touching and and just so excited to be on this journey and and got to know David and Jay obviously too and and um, I guess just one story last December uh, it's down Lancaster Ohio to an auction and. Had to make a run to the local uh, TSD there, and we had purchased a combine and had a had a guy, a young guy, with me. And I said, uh, "Hey, I've been telling you about this Dave Brand. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you over there. We're close." And we found we found Dave, and Dave and uh, one of the grandsons was in the office there, and uh, we stopped and told him about this farm that I just uh, had rented, and told me about leaving the rye grow as long as I could, and you know you'll get it. I know, it's just touching. I guess we're standing out here looking at it. Um, spotted in some wet spots tonight that we couldn't plan earlier. And uh, the other son is running the crimper. And uh, just so blessed to get to know the David and, and the family and as much as we did in a short time. And so excited to uh, be a part of his legacy, I guess. So I just want to say condolences to everybody because this is a, a loss, but a, a great guy. He will go on for a long, long life. Teaching, teaching, that's for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis, for those words. And remember, like uh, Dave told Dan, he said, it, it's gonna be okay, Dan. Dennis, it, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> well, I'm hoping, I mean, I, it has. So I, I appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Thanks for everything. You bet, you bet. Uh, Mr. Mr. Daughtry, are you there? Would you like to give us uh, that that Dave Brent uh, story that uh, that you'll never forget? Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm gonna close out here with a couple stories that are uh, 
nothing technical really or cover cropping. Blake, go ahead and get ready. You're fixing to be involved in one of these. So I'll just start out with this one. And uh, I, I think me and Dave, we kind of clicked. I mean, Dave's got a great sense of humor. And for some of y'all that's been around me, you all think I've got kind of a weird sense of humor and come up with some of these darty isms, I think. So, you know, I, I guess I've just got these tyrants and y'all seem to find them enjoyable. And I think Dave did too a little bit. And uh, <laughs> never will forget, I guess this was the first time that I'd kind of got on a big stage giving a talk and it was at the National No-Till Conference. And uh, I was supposed to have kind of one of the, uh, not the mainline deal, but somebody got sick. And he, I remember having to kick off that conference and this is the first time I'd ever been there. And I, I was pretty fired up and got up there and preaching it pretty hard and uh, and everything and then later on that evening got together and we had a dinner and i was walking up to the dinner table and uh there was some sasquatch calls and stuff going on and we was having a big time and walked up to the table and this blonde or this bald-headed little feller came up and he talked funny and uh came up there and just gave me a big old hug and kissed me right on the side of the head and i was like what in the world's going on here and it was Blake Vince. He'd came up and kissed me on the side of the head and said, man, I liked you talk and everything. And I was like, well, a handshake would have been fine, but, you know, just do whatever you want. I can tell you ain't from Tennessee, fella. So, anyways, it was kind of funny. And I went over there and uh, it was one of them big round tables. And there's a seat beside Dave and he's the biggest fella sitting there. So, I thought that's who I need to sit by to protect myself. And I sat down there beside him <laughs> and I told Dave, I said, my dad always told me, be careful with somebody that's wearing slippers. And Dave said, I wouldn't be worried about his shoes as much as I would them kisses on the forehead. So I just always remembered, remember dad, that always cracked me up. And I go back to that. And then I remember the, another story. I just, I guess I'm just keying in on the good laughs we've had in every time. And I think, I think Ray's got off the call, but it was, it was the very first time, uh, I ever put on an event down here in Tennessee. I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't even got back to the field as a DC. I was still in the NRCS management and I wanted to have this great old big uh, field day. And I mean, we had four or 500 folks, folks to come to it. So my speakers were going to be uh, Ray Archuleta and Dave Brandt. And uh, this was way before Ray had never met me in person or whatever. And Ray's a little nervous type feller anyway, sometimes, you know, he, He's kind of going, going several directions. Don't never remember nothing you say, you know, it's two days before the conference and Kyle's asking, we're supposed to have a conference. And I'm like, Ray, buddy, you going to be here and look, you know, you've heard of Southern hospitality. You're up here in Brentwood, Franklin area, Tennessee. I said, this is the fanciest place you've ever been to. So I've got a nice motel. I said, I'll tell you what I've done. I even got you a room. Uh, you know, I appreciate you coming down here and I've got you a room. It's got a heart shaped bed in it and this thing is awesome and you can put quarters in it it's honeymoon suite nobody's getting married and it's got a heart-shaped bed you can put it in there and this thing will vibrate and do all kinds of stuff with you right there so ray's getting nervous okay he he thinks i'm being serious that i've got some kind of uh heart-shaped bed going on well something happens there's a snowstorm up and uh and dave gets snowed in and he's unable to make it and i'm Pretty new. I knew I knew Dave. I'd spoke to him several more times than I had Ray at the time. So I really had Ray going on this. But Dave, uh, 
Dave got canceled, got snowed in where he wasn't able to make it and had a replacement come. So I called Dave up and I said, hey, I just want, just want to make sure that, uh, you know, you wasn't getting nervous. Ray hadn't been talked to and you was afraid, you was afraid I was going to put you up in a heart-shaped bed with Ray. And Dave just in his thing said, no, he said, if the snow hadn't been that big, I was going to get you another roll of quarters to give him to take <laughs> down there. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I remember the stories and the laughs with him and just is infectious. And I think, I think his sense of humor is just what made, what made me feel comfortable around him. And, you know, and he was just a no nonsense there. There wasn't no, there wasn't no gray in him. You know, it was, it was black and right black and white right and wrong but he just had that humble way of letting you know it but uh he's dearly missed and i'm i'm i think i've laughed more tonight and i've cried and that's a good thing that that's a good legacy and uh it's it's been an it's been good to relive some of the memories my little ball-headed buddy up there and uh some of that but but you know uh, dave always had you back you know whether it was some Canadian putting a smoocher on your forehead or if he need to back you up with a roll of quarters to keep Archuleta's bed vibrating during the night in Tennessee, you know, you know, you could count on him. So loved him, loved him and miss him. Yeah. Well, thank, thanks Adam. Um, I'm so glad you were able to come on tonight. I know you had to, a lot of us had to change schedules, but you had ball games and I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you. Ain't no way I would have missed it. No, no way I would have missed it. Thank you. All right. We got uh, some darn Canadian here. Uh, you know, you guys send us these Canada Clippers. We got we got Canada Thistle. Uh, now we got we got Blake Vance. What do you got, Blake? Wow. <sighs> it's hard, truthfully, to pick one story. Um, and, uh, you know, you shouldn't live with regrets. And I, I uh, was away this spring and I was wanting to go desperately to David's last field day. And uh, the guy that, that we met David on that very first day, his name's Bill Callahan at that field day many years ago in Ohio. And I remember Bill come running over to me like he'd met, met somebody famous for the first time. And he's like, Blake, Blake, David Brandt is over there. I said, who? David Brandt, you know, the guy, the big guy, fib overalls, radish. He's over there. I said, well, where is he? Right over there. You can't miss him. He's in that soil pit. So anyways, Bill, uh, like David, bachelor, uh, David um, isn't a bachelor, but Bill's a bachelor, likes to call people, doesn't use technology, doesn't like to text. Um, so he'll call, calls all the time. And we'll have these long conversations. And we've gone down to Ohio to David's field days. And why I bring Bill up in the conversation is Bill has this expression. And he says, you need to put your emotions aside and get down to business. And that's what we all need to do in regards to David. And uh, Lauren and I, Lauren put out a meme here the other day. We got roll on. And um, Aaron Sawyers, who's the new executive director, uh, sent me a black and white photo of the last time I heard David speak which was that no-till on the planes. And it was right before I had to leave and I'm in the front row. And he took it from the back of me, the pupil, uh, just in awe of the great teacher that David was. And I had uh, just the un unwavering respect for the man. 
of his willingness to endure when there was nobody else around him. There was no other peers to support him. We're so fortunate because we have all of each other, right? We can joke around, tease each other. And uh, must have been pretty lonely days when I reflect back on those early days of David trying to jump out in the deep end all by himself. Mm-hmm. And to have that perseverance is just inspiring beyond words. Um, so as luck would have it, at no till on the plains, uh, I was the keynote speaker on day two, and I was more wound up than usual. Been having some father-son struggles, admittedly, at home here on the farm with my dad and transitioning and all these things that we all tend to deal with at times in our own businesses. And I was really trying to think about how do I how do I frame my talk without losing my composure on stage. And I was up early one morning, and, and it was so early that the coffee wasn't out yet for breakfast. And I went to the desk and uh, I asked the lady, I said, uh, at the desk, I said, would there be any coffee? She says, sir, it's awfully early. Um, the coffee isn't even ready yet. So I'm sitting down, just sort of preparing a few things in my head, getting some notes ready. And all of a sudden she uh, puts this coffee down in front of me. And I, I never saw her again, but I said, I said, ma'am, you must have angel's wings underneath your blouse. And she just sort of chuckled and she went on her way. Well, who comes over and sits down beside me immediately thereafter? David Brandt. So David and I, we got to have one of these really early morning quiet conversations, uh, just him and I. And uh, we're sharing some things about just life, as it were, and everything like that. And so breakfast finally comes out, and we're at the table. And and uh, my son knew how keyed up I was for this talk I was going to give. And it was a significant event because they were going to award David later on that day with this inaugural award, too. So I was wanting to make David proud, of course, too. And anyways, while I'm sitting there at breakfast, uh, my son sends me this text message and he says, Dad, you'll be awesome. Put your emotions aside and get down to business. And so I flashed that text over to David and David's sitting there at the table and he's crying and I'm crying. And I called Bill up immediately afterwards, Bill Callahan, because he wasn't there to share. And he's on the phone. He's crying too. And so even though Bill's not on the call tonight, because he's not a technology guy, Jay, uh, Bill's thinking about you guys, just like I am. I said this to you before earlier in an email. Thanks so much for sharing your dad with all of us and your mom. Mm-hmm. I never found two more genuine people the day they came to our house when they were here talking in Ontario. And David says, what in the hell am I doing here in Ontario, Blake? He says, you can tell the story just as good as I can. And I just laughed and he laughed. I said, Dave, you already know the story. You already know the reason. And we drove around and I said, what do you think, Dave? (laughs) And I could hear him, but I could hear your mom too. And he said, I just cover crop the shit out of this up here. And uh, Kendra says, David, you don't need to talk like that, you know, mm-hmm. but anyways, that was just, they were just the couple, the yin and the yang, you know, the, mm-hmm. that's, that's who they were. And, and I, I love them for welcoming me into their life. And, and I was, uh, one of the hardest days was having to be on my side of the border during COVID. I couldn't be there when your mom passed away and I'll be there next week with bells on. Thanks, Rick, yeah. for having me. Uh, well, it means you. the world to me to be here. Thank you. We're, we're glad you're here. 
Thank you so much. Um, Rachel, is there anyone else in the audience that would like to say anything? I have not had any more hand raises or anything. So if there is, if, if anyone would like to, now's your, now's your last chance. Yeah. Um, here's two. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll knock these two out real quick. Um, please tell us who you are. Am I on? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Man. I'm Van, Van Mansheim from South Dakota, uh, board of directors, of South Dakota Soil Health Coalition. And I would just like to pass our condolences to the Brandt family. And uh, Dave means a lot to South Dakota. Uh, he spoke at our first annual conference back in 2017. And uh, he's helped a lot of producers in this state. We know that. And uh, to see our organization grow and that Dave would sacrifice time from his family to come out to South Dakota really means a lot to us. So. Just on the behalf of the South Dakota Soil, Soil Health Coalition, I'd like to thank him and the Brandt family. Thank, thank you. you. Thank yep. you, Van. Thank you. Is there is there someone else there? We got to hear your story, Rick. <clears throat> yeah, we will. We will. But um, here yeah. is Doug McConnell. Okay, yeah. Doug. Can you hear me? Yes, Doug, go right ahead. I, uh, I want to say thanks, Rick, for organizing this. Um, Welcome. So we first met Dave in 2017. Um, we were struggling. We had a bunch of cereal rye. Uh, our local soil and water guys said, hey, they got their, their roller crimpers back in. Uh, you ought to see about renting it. And uh, so make contact and we're just we're about 45 minutes east of them uh here in zanesville and uh so made the trip over i'd read articles about him before but i'd never met him got the roller used it took it back and i still don't know to this day what question i asked but he said good you're here get in and uh, we got in the buggy and went out over the hill and, and i remember him showing me corn that i think maybe at that point uh, didn't have any any nitrogen on it and quick schooling of you know what corn was you know it's a warm season grass so why do we plant it when it's cold and um, just the the willingness uh, everything that he threw out and I suppose maybe I was there total of an hour um, but but that has led to I know he's called a few times uh working with Jay and Ann on some cover crop seed and now with the grain hub and just uh, really, really appreciate the whole family's willingness to share and uh, opportunities that they've offered to us. So thank you. Thank you. Hey Doug, thank you. You wanna say what you wanna say? Say it. Go ahead. Dave. What do you want to say about Dave? Um, booty butt. Okay. Booty butt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
Hey, it's Deanna again. Hey, Deanna, go ahead. I think I'm I'm in a place where I can probably compose myself a little bit better. Um, we are um, seeding wheat today in North Dakota, but I wanted to say like Kelly and I had our first speaking engagement ever at National No-Till in January, and we were nervous. We were off into a little side room, right? We're nervous as 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 you can imagine being nervous your first time speaking anywhere, and the first person to, well, one of the first people to sit down was David Brandt. And he sat in the front row. And as if I couldn't have been any more nervous, um, I started to sweat. My palms started to sweat. My armpits started to sweat. And I was just so nervous. And I was so grateful we had a PowerPoint to keep me on track on what we were doing. But after we got finished, um, David was very gracious and thanked us for presenting and, and we got to have lunch with him that day and it was it was just really awesome. Um, I haven't known him very long, um, but he had an impact on Kelly and I. Um, and it's just really great to be able to be a part of what he has done and, and his family. And so thank you for putting this together. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate the, the, the stories. This is what this is all about. Thank you, Deanna. Hey, well, while Deanna's on there, I was at I was at Dave's farm, I think it was May the 8th, and Dave had put uh, three different strips of uh, treatment on wheat. One of them was the full rate of nitrogen, and one of them, uh, Deanna, was one of your biological treatments with no added nitrogen. And I forget what the third one was, but just looking across the field and I took a picture, there was no difference. You couldn't see, you couldn't see any difference. Now it'll end up uh, after Jay gets the results from the, uh, from the combine, but it will be interesting that your biological product really shows a lot of promise on that wheat. Yeah, thank you, Randall. Yeah, Dave told me that same story, Deanna. He told me he could not see any difference uh in that trial so that's very very positive um i'll go ahead with my i got two stories um the first the first one's really quick um i spoke somewhere i don't remember where it was and and there's this guy i'm out in the hallway and there's this guy about uh, 50 feet down the hall and there's about 30 people around. i'm like what in the world is going on so I walk down and it's Dave Brandt and Dave is surrounded by everybody. He just got through speaking and everyone's there to ask him. I mean, they had to ask Dave to leave the room because the next presenter had to speak. So Dave, could you, could you leave the room and take all your, your entourage with you? So they're out in the hall and Dave answered every single one of their questions. And he's now walking down the hall toward me and he stops over to me and he says, you did one heck of a presentation today. You ought to be proud of yourself. And he just kept right on walking. And I thought that that just made my day. So about about a month later, my phone rings. Of course, I don't know who this is because I don't have Dave Brandt's uh, contact yet. And I don't know who this person is calling. It's just an Ohio number. So I answer the phone and it's the normal drill. Hey, this is Dave Brandt. 
I don't know if you know who I am, but uh, I saw you speak uh, about a month ago. I don't remember where it was, doesn't matter. And, and I am asking permission to use one of your slides in my presentation. And I dropped the phone and I had to pick the phone up and I said, Dave, you want to use one of my slides? And he said, yeah, I want to use one of your slides because I've been telling everybody for years what you just showed on the screen that day. And I want proof of that. And I want permission to use your slide. And I said, Dave, you could, you've got permission to use whatever you want of mine. So that was number one story. And then number two story, Dave, Dave calls me up. Um, I, I, I lose, I, I'm sorry. I lose track of time. I think it was two years ago. Dave calls me up and he says, I want to come over and I want to visit your farm. And I, I want to just, just talk, just you and I, I said, come on over Dave. So Dave's on his way over and he's running about 20 minutes late and he calls me and he says, um, he says, Rick, I just blew a tire on the van. And I said, well, Dave, where are you? I said, well, I'm right here on interstate 74. I'm just 15 miles from your place. What do you, what, what do I do? And I said, Dave, just, just sit tight. I've got somebody coming to pick you up. So they go down, they pick up Dave and he comes up and we leave his van there. And, and Dave spends about six hours here at the farm and it's getting to be about four 30. And Dave says, well, you know, I've got to be getting on to Springfield, Illinois. So we better be getting my, my, my van fixed. Okay. Dave, you hop in with me. The service truck was here. We took off. I drove Dave down uh, to the interstate. And I mean, you know, just envision folks that we're on the, we're on the shoulder and the, the, nobody's getting over for you. So the semis go by and they're like sucking you out into the road because nobody cares that you're stopped there trying to, trying to do something. So we get the tire off, we put it in the truck and then we've got to run uh, about 20 miles to the service station to fix the tire. We then drive back. I mount the tire for Dave. We put the, put the jack away and everything away. And Dave thanks me <clears throat> and he takes off for Springfield. Okay. About six weeks later, Dave calls me and he says, I'm going to be coming through your neck of the woods on, he gave this certain date and he gave the time and he said, you better be home. And I said, I will be. Dave shows up and he walks in. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to make this one. <laughs> Dave walks in and he hands me a quilt. And this quilt is the last quilt that he and Kendra were working on when she passed away. And he had to finish the last two squares and he handed me that quilt. And he said, I cannot think of a better person to give this quilt to. Please accept this as my gift to you. And, and I, I cherish that quilt. I will never forget this day. I'll never forget that quilt. I'll never forget Dave Brandt. He 
is the man. Dave is the man. And that's that's how I'm going to leave this. And Jay, I, I hope, Jay, you have enough strength. I want you to take us home here. Um, it, tell us tell us your your dad your dad moments there if you can yeah I, as you know I, again you know being on the farm it's all about getting work done so the biggest thing for me growing up is i always wanted to be around dad because he was always around interesting people right so uh, that was the big thing for me because uh, again dad was always interested in being challenged in what he was doing and again, that's why, I mean, you see the, the crowd that we have here, uh, iron sharpens iron, right? In that case, always trying to find uh, that crowd that's going to challenge you and what you're doing from that standpoint. And that's why he liked to engage even uh, Ohio State University, for example. Uh, if you would look back years ago when he uh, when they first started to talk about using cover crops in agriculture all the articles they wrote about how it couldn't be done and it didn't work and the yields were bad and the crops were ugly uh you know 10 years later they're all on the wagon that this is the way to do it and it's all that persistence that dad had and challenging them and how that they designed their experiments and how they evaluated the information uh, just looking at other talks in regards to water quality, uh, for example, the water flume, we're looking at runoff and no-till. Uh, we've had two studies where they've had to close the study because they get no runoff when you've got cover crops. And dad's challenging the guys. You, the guy says, well, I can't make a report that says zero. And I says, why not? Why isn't that what you want, right? You want the zero. So those are those things. And from my standpoint, you know, growing up in the agriculture community with what he was doing, the value we had is what everyone else is talking about, the relationship. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, we were very blessed to have a very stable family from that standpoint. Uh, you know, growing up in the farm in the late 70s and early 80s wasn't the easiest thing. But we always had food on the table. We were always there for each other. Uh, and it was, you know, that sense of community. Nothing made dad happier than to do projects with myself, with other students in the area, which is why we always participated every year with the local FFA chapters, uh, planting crops, harvesting crops, a chance to explain what it meant from that standpoint, the, the impact that you would have in that operation itself. So the opportunity to work with uh, Blake, uh, with Lauren, uh, with all of the young farmers. I, and I can't express the joy that dad had with uh, Deanna and Kelly coming down and just the simple task of building the, uh, the fermenters for, you know, the, the IMOs. Those are the things that he enjoyed, that interaction from that standpoint. So it was those things, again, that made him really enjoy that, uh, the, the interaction with people the support of them, and then the com camaraderie that he would build in those travels uh, to get the challenge. Because this whole thing, like with Ray and Gabe and those guys, you know, he his journey never really took off until he met someone doing more than him. So now, okay, I got to step up my game, right? And so that's the whole thing. How do I step up my game and not lose my shirt? <laughs> so keeping those things in place there, 
and providing that support, the encouragement, uh, always there not to judge, uh, but to offer that support, to offer those questions to make you think about it, uh, what went wrong or how could we do it better? Uh, how do we plan forward for those things? And that's, again, where we need to be with each other again, right? Maybe next year, I'm just going to put out some winter kill cover crops because that's where I'm at, you know, but at least I got them out uh, or I'm broadcasting stuff because that's what I got time for. Uh, so we can encourage each other that way and uh, keep moving forward. Right. Well, Jay, thank you. Um, and I know this has been hard. It's been hard on, on everyone. It's been hard on me. Um, I, I do there. I do want to make sure we hear from everybody. And there is someone else that's come on that I would like to, to add on if that's okay. Um, uh, but Jay, you know, the other thing too, that that you know you've got it, you know you you're you're doing something right, is when Dave Brandt would give you a phone call and ask you for advice on something. And I had that happen a couple of times and it's like, wow, Dave's calling me and asking my opinion. So um he's been a great uh, I think I, I know I know for a fact that uh Dave would be very happy right now. Uh his students are are collecting and um, and going to move this thing forward. So um, hang in there, Jay. I want to get to one more person, please. Um, my good friend uh, John Kempf is online. John, would you uh, would you come on, please, and give us um, give us some thoughts on on what Dave Brandt and his style of farming meant to you? Well, thanks for inviting me, Rick. I uh... I feel a bit unworthy to be here and to um, to offer any comments because I never had the privilege of meeting Dave in person. I never listened to Dave present. And uh, it was one of the things that I aspired to. And you know, um, it's, uh, it's a keen sense of loss and regret that I never had that opportunity. But you know, when I look at the the conversations uh, I've been thinking a lot of of uh, everyone in the community and the family uh, the last couple of days, and there are <clears throat> there are a few thoughts that came to mind. One of them was um, there's there's this verse in um, in Job. I think it's Job five twenty three that has always meant a lot to me when I when I dug into it and tried to understand what was behind it. Um, in this verse, um, God is describing the blessings that people will have when they uh, when they live in His will. <clears throat> and I pulled this up here. I can find it. I'm used to reading this in German. Um, Job five twenty two. The verse before it says, "You will laugh at destruction and famine, and you need not fear wild animals." For you have a covenant with the stones of the field, and the wild animals will be at peace with you. Um, actually, a little bit earlier in verse 20, he says, In famine he will deliver you from death, and in, in battle from the stroke of the sword. And I just I pulled this up online really quickly. Um, I think in the King James Version it reads, um, For you will laugh at famine and drought. Um, because you will have, for you will have a covenant with the stones of the field. And about a year or so ago, I 
came across this verse and dug into the original Hebrew to try to understand what this meant. And uh, as it turns out, there's a different translation or a different possible translation of the original Hebrew. Um, rather than translating it as stones of the field, you could also say you have a covenant with the minerals of the soil. So stones of the field also translates to minerals of the soil. And you know, when I think of <clears throat> when I think of the legacy that Dave left behind, he is really to to a point that, that I heard you share just a little bit ago, Jay. Um, he was one of the pioneers of our era who showed us that it's possible to farm in a way um, in in accordance with God's plan that we can laugh at famine and drought because we have an alliance with the minerals of the soil. And, you know, at, at times like this, um, we, we often start thinking about a legacy. What is, what is the legacy that we will leave behind? Uh, what's the legacy that Dave left behind? And uh, there's another verse that comes to mind, I don't recall the reference, uh, where it says something to the effect of, um, I have no greater joy than that my children walk in the truth, uh, or something to that effect. I can't, again, I'm used to reading this in German. But, you know, when I think about the, the tremendous um, outpouring and the, um, the, just the conversations I've observed and have overheard over the last couple of days of the influence Dave had on people's life, um, it is really an extraordinary legacy to have touched tens of thousands, perhaps even hundreds of thousands of farms across the country. And um, in, in a sense, in, in this uh, great work that he was doing in the agricultural space, we are all his disciples to some degree. And um, in the spirit of that verse, I'm sure that Dave has no greater joy than seeing us in the future continue to carry his work forward. Right. So those are the thoughts I wanted to share. Thanks for inviting me on, Rick. You're welcome, John. And and John, I, you know, I apologize. Um, you and I were supposed to go spend a day with Dave um, this winter. And for some, uh, for some dumb reason, we, I was too busy to make that happen. And, and it's just, uh, we have to, uh, we have to understand what's really important in, in our lives. And uh, I apologize for not, not making that introduction. No apology necessary. Life happens. Um, but, you know, I think there's another thought that comes to mind. Um, and all of us here in the farming and the agricultural community, I think this is uh, the, the agricultural community is one community that has really kept this value alive and well. Uh, the values of family and community and what that really means. Um, you know, there's this study um, by Harvard University. It's been ongoing now for I think 90 some years, I don't even, I forget what the official, what it's officially called. Um, I just call it the Harvard study on longevity and people can find it pretty easily. But they started this study back in the, I want to say the thirties or forties, um, evaluating the top 400 graduates from Harvard university every year for the rest of their life. And as the study went on, eventually they started including more women. They also included a group of uh, people from very challenged backgrounds in the inner city in New York City. And 
they were asking the question, they started originally asking the question of what contributes to a long life, but then they shifted the question partway through and they asked the question, what contributes to a fulfilling life, a life that feels fulfilling and uh, that meets all the definitions of successful, not just financial success, but that really feels fulfilling and successful to the individual. And they found that there was one answer to both questions, only one. There were not multiple factors. There was only one factor, the depth and quality of relationships with family and community, family and close friends. And um, in, in that spirit, it's really uh, gratifying and rewarding to see a group of family and friends come together um, remotely like this on Zoom, but hopefully also together in person soon, um, because it is it is that uh, deep connection that we share with each other that is the most meaningful at the end of life, and it's what gives us the most joy and the most fulfillment during our life. So let's all keep that up. It takes all of us, and it takes all of us contributing as well as receiving. Yeah. Well, John, thank you for, for coming on and what a way to close this out. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, and everyone that, that participated and everyone that's going to watch this in the future, that this was a great man. Uh, if you don't know who Dave Brand is, look him up and you're going to say, wow. Um, so everyone, thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for joining me here in person. My pleasure. Um, John, thanks for taking us home and Jay, uh, you're you're in good hands buddy so uh uh we'll see you uh in a few days uh, thank you everyone thank you good night